Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, my friends, for the last two days now, um, it's been we've been inundated on TV, news, radio, um, with the information and the news of, gosh, all kinds of negative stuff. Uh, of course, you've got the background of the Republican uh, convention going on, and, you know, somebody saying the world looks this way and then the Democrats getting on uh, CNN and saying the world everything they're saying is a lie and, and the Republicans saying everything the Democrats are saying a lie and as you, you sit here and you wonder man what is going on why can these two different people not see the world the same you know we live right in the same we go to the same grocery stores or maybe we don't. That's maybe a problem. But, it, you know, within the, the real world, there's, um, in my grocery store, I go down to the grocery store, there's uh, blacks, browns, Indians, Chinese, Asians, everything. I mean, it's just like, it's a pretty much a mix where I live, um, which is interesting to me because, you know, I live out in the suburbs and you would think that that's, you know, going to be a, a lily white part of town. But it really isn't. And so we're sitting here inside this world, this bubble of success, financial freedom, normalcy, and all this other stuff is going on up in Kenosha and Wisconsin and, you know, Portland and Oregon and all these different places where all this rioting and stuff is going on. And you're just sitting back and thinking, what does all this really mean? So I'm starting trying to figure out how to make any of this into a radio show. 
uh, because it's just dominated the news, and my brain just can't get off of this stuff. It's just, you know, crazy. And, you know, I, I thought about sitting here and, and giving you my side of the story, because my side means nothing to anybody who really doesn't. I'm just one more voice and out there on the street. Um, so I figured that was just a useless waste of your time. So I started trying to look for things that would make a difference, you know, and so I started looking for quality of life issues. How do you measure the quality of life? And thinking that there might be really some clues to what's going on. And as I looked into the quality of life, I found that, you know, it's sort of like Maslow's hierarchical pyramid type of thing. Um, you know, a lot of different articles on it that really it basically comes down to the first thing is if you don't have air you want air and when you throw that out there I had a black gentleman email me and go yeah and that's why the guy on the ground with foot knee on his throat was saying I can't breathe and if you can't breathe and someone's got you on the ground they got the knee in your throat that's all you're thinking about is breathing and when they kill you you've taken away all other thoughts hopes dreams and desires that anybody could have. I mean, let's face it, no matter what side of this argument you're on, let's take it down to the base level. And the base level is, if you're afraid that you walk out of your house, you're gonna get killed, nothing else matters. That is base, base level. And I hope that makes sense to you. And so, it makes sense to me. And so when the basketball player said they're not gonna play basketball, you know, I don't know if anybody got upset. I didn't get upset at all. I go, of course not. You shouldn't be playing basketball. Your rich, multi-millionaire babied since you and coddled since you were a little kid. And you're living a life, a dream. And you feel there's injustice. And you feel like even as a rich basketball player, because you're black, you walk out the door, someone could shoot you just because you're black then by all means, you need to be worrying about getting shot. There's nothing more important on the theory, you know, how Maslow's theory, hierarchical needs, than to not be killed. And so I totally understand that. Do I miss basketball? Not even for a minute. It's, come on. It's a game. Football's a game. We all believe all these games are important in life. They're not important. Being alive is important. I looked at, and I guess here I am going into my own opinion, I looked at all these different situations where this guy is shot and killed and this guy is shot in the back and not killed and, and this girl's house is broken into and she's killed. And all of these different instances, I said to myself, in every instance, without actually being a judge and a jury to see all the facts, but for what facts they're letting us see, I'm myself, I got there's no argument at all. Those police officers are wrong, and they should be convicted to the highest level of conviction they can get. I also know that the police are, in many ways, corrupt, not all of them. And so you pick out how many you like. Is it 80% are good, 90% are good, 95% are good? Have you ever been harassed or hassled by a bad cop? I have. And I have more than once in my life been pushed around by cops. Maybe because I was a big guy and... Maybe cops fear black guys because they think they're dangerous or big guys because they think we're dangerous. Maybe cops are afraid. and Or maybe they're just got the Napoleon syndrome. They grew up being afraid of life, and so they've got a gun, 
a badge and a uniform, and so they're out there pushing people around. Now, you pick what number is that. Is it 80% of them are good, 90% are good, 95% are good? I don't know the number. I know that I've run into both good police officers and bad police officers. So they're out there. So we can agree with that. So we're agreeing on two things so far, right? Now we're going to talk about protests. I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin during the Vietnam War. And so there were protests. Lots of protests. Did I go down to see the protests? Yeah, I think as a kid, I probably tried to sneak down there and see the protests. I was too young to protest, but it was interesting. So you see all these people get out in the streets, and you see all these young kids. The young kids just want to do something. It's fun to them. They want to see it. They want to be a part of something. They don't even probably know what they're protesting. If they do, they're probably protesting not want to be busted by the cops. You know? So they're on the same ticket. They're on the same wavelength. But then you go one step further, and what's funny is, and I don't understand why this is, I think everybody out there understands that there are people infiltrating both the protesters coming in from out of towns that are there just to create problems, to rob, to steal, to destroy things, and they have an agenda. And is that agenda their own enrichment, or is that agenda to create unrest in this country so the whole country can be turned turned over, uh, taken over by the leftist part of the country. And then on the other side, are there white supremacists out there thinking, hmm, let's go get us a couple of these people. You know, they're out there destroying our way of life, and we'll go back and show them we can fight back too. Do we not believe they're out there? I think they're both out there. And I think most of you, if you take even 10 seconds to look at the news, can see they're out there. Both sides don't want to admit the other side has their undercover protesters, their undercover instigators of trouble, right? It's all out there. We all see it. But why do we all feel differently about it? Why do we have their side and our side in this argument when there really is the right side and the wrong side? But they've not taken the right side and put it on one side and the wrong side and put it on the other side. They've taken the two good and bad sides and split them in half so that they can argue over it, so that they can have power to be in charge. That's politics, friends. Now, what I want to do with the rest of the show today is not cover the politics of this. What I want to show you is the completely different Gross differences in the way people see the world as far as financial freedom. And show you that there are two different countries living within this country. And that's not two different countries. It's two different financial positions in life living in this country. The haves and the have-nots. I'm going to show it to you with a couple articles that are written about the same topic. And show you how two different people writing about the same topic can come up with completely different points of view. Take a short break. Be right back with that discussion. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the differences between the middle class and below compared to the middle class and above as to what their goals in life are and how they see the world. And I have came to this conclusion researching uh, quality of life and how you measure quality of life. And I came up with these two articles. One was called Unlocking the Seven Levels of Financial Freedom. And the other one was Eight Levels of Financial Freedom by Forbes. And it was interesting to me as I read them how different they were. It was almost like you could take one and stack it on top of the other. In other words, the people at the bottom of our socioeconomic existence are living at Maslow's hierarchical pyramid at the point where, number one, give me air. In other words, don't kill me. That is the bottom of the pyramid. Don't kill me. Don't shoot me. Don't beat me with a baton. Don't tase me. Don't do this. Do da, 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 da. Okay? And let's take that for whatever level of just letting it lie there and not go into the arguments about why the cops would chase you, would shoot you, would tase you, whatever. Okay? Let's just leave that off for a minute because that is a that is something that is, has built up over 50 years, 60, 70 years, maybe 200 years. Maybe it is back from slavery. But the bottom line is, is that this is a feeling, right? So that is, you know, financial freedom is freedom just to be alive. First level. Second level after air is water and then food. And you think of Flint, Michigan. And you think about the people poisoned by the city water. Now, Michigan, in Flint, Michigan, I would be willing to guess, and I don't know this for a fact, so if I'm making up stuff, then don't think I'm just making up stuff to make it up. I don't know for a fact. It's a very high percentage of African-American and Hispanic people living there in Flint, Michigan. And those poor people can't fight the city for clean water. Now, I think the federal government did come in and stomp down on them and make them go back and fix some of that stuff. I don't even know. I didn't follow that story. I'm just giving you an example of, okay, water's next most important. Now your kids have brain damage. Now you have, you know, miscarriages. Now you have people getting sick and dying. But, Dell, I thought we are going to talk about financial freedom. You don't think starvation, you don't think not being able to get clean water has anything to do with financial freedom? Why would you even care about going to work if your baby's sick? 
from bad water. Right? So you look at this level. The next thing is food. And you think about what our country has made available for people to eat. It's fast food. We have turned our children, and specifically, again, I'm going to say it. If you want to crush me, crush me if I'm wrong. But when I look at people when I go out in public, minorities' children are way fatter than white people's kids are. Way fatter. And most of the minority females are way fatter. So what is this nutritional deficit problem going on here? Financial freedom might even be having enough money to eat good, wholesome food instead of fat, fast food, sugars, fats, and so forth. But, Dell, we're talking about money. What do you think money allows us to do? I go out to eat every single night. I never cook at home. I cook breakfast at home, sometimes lunch. But at least once a day and sometimes twice a day, I go out to eat at the, most, at the finest restaurants, cooking fish and chicken and steak. You know, I eat good food. What if you couldn't get to good food? What if you had to live on Taco Bell and McDonald's and even worse fast foods than that? Right? Financial freedom's different for different people, guys. Food. So we're up the, the chain now, right? We're up the chain. Now, the next one on Maslow's theory is what? After food comes belonging. So who do these people belong to? these poor people, right? Who do they belong to? They belong to a group of people within a group that lives in a neighborhood or in a part of town, and that is their social network. It's the third most important thing in human existence is to belong to something. So how do you belong if you're a kid in one of these neighborhoods? You belong by joining a gang? You belong by drinking, doing drugs, and fitting in for the parties. You belong by listening to misogynistic music. You belong by wearing ridiculous-looking clothes. But you belong. You fit in. You fill that need. But then you need money. And there you go. To fit in, you need money to exist within society. And the question there lies at the beginning of this discussion. We haven't even got the money, but when we get the money, money becomes a necessity that there is no answer for. You look around and you see the people that have money sell drugs, prostitutes, criminals, thieves, and cops. Say, well, what do you mean cops? They're crooked cops. They're taking, you say, no, Dell, you can't say that on the radio. Go, no, you are, are you that crazy? Have you ever watched TV? Have you ever, you said, well, that's TV. Go, no, t- t- TV and movies, that's all a reflection of our society. And if you watch almost every cop show you watch, and I like watch a lot of them because I really like whodunits, there's bad cops. Now, they'll admit it on TV, they'll admit it in movies, but we won't admit it up front. In fact, in almost every New York police show you watch where there's cops in New York, they're almost all of them are on the take. 
I don't believe that all of them are, but I sure believe that it's probably been around forever that there's been cops on the take. So they see the cops on the take, they see the drug dealers, they see the prostitutes, they see the people who have the money. Then they see the people that take the low-end, low-paying, hard-work, long-hour jobs. Now, you're a kid. Which are you going to choose? Because what do you want? You want financial freedom. What do they all want? What do they call it on the rap albums? They want stacks. <laughs> I guess I mean stacks of dollar bills. I don't know. You know, they want to make it rain for their strippers. You know, take that money and just throw it away. Whew, man, they want big cars, flashy cars, gold. They want to wear their wealth with gold around their neck and in their teeth and so forth. Yeah. That's how they show their financial freedom. We buy big houses in the suburbs, right? They buy nice cars with big rims. It's just a matter of how you show your wealth. But I don't want you to under misunderstand. What I'm pointing to here and what I'm going to come back from the break and go over is that that is the starting point for the low-end part of our society's financial thought process not even close to where our kids begin or where we even think we want to go we'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley radio show it's better over here. after investing billions to light up our network T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network plus right now you can switch keep your phone and we'll pay it off up to $800 see how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370, the right choice. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the differences between the middle class and below compared to the middle class and above as to what their goals in life are and how they see the world. And I've, I've came to this conclusion researching uh, quality of life and how you measure quality of life. And I came up with these two articles. One was called Unlocking the Seven Levels of Financial Freedom. And the other one was Eight Levels of Financial Freedom by Forbes. And it was interesting to me as I read them how different they were. It was almost like you could take one and stack it on top of the other. In other words, the people at the bottom of our socioeconomic existence are living at Maslow's hierarchical pyramid at the point where, number one, give me air. In other words, don't kill me. That is the bottom of the pyramid. Don't kill me. Don't shoot me. Don't beat me with a baton. Don't tase me. Don't do this. Do da-da-da-da-da. Okay? 
And let's take that for whatever level of just letting it lie there and not go into the arguments about why the cops would chase you, would shoot you, would tase you, whatever, okay? Let's just leave that off for a minute because that is a that is something that is, has built up over 50 years, 60, 70 years, maybe 200 years. Maybe it is back from slavery. But the bottom line is, is that this is a feeling, right? So that is, you know, financial freedom is freedom just to be alive. First level. Second level after air is water and then food. And you think of Flint, Michigan. And you think about the people poisoned by the city water. Now, Michigan, in Flint, Michigan, I would be willing to guess, and I don't know this for a fact, so if I'm making up stuff, then don't think I'm just making up stuff to make it up. I don't know for a fact. It's a very high percentage of African-American and Hispanic people living there in Flint, Michigan. And those poor people can't fight the city for clean water. Now, I think the federal government did come in and stomp down on them and make them go back and fix some of that stuff. I don't even know. I didn't follow that story. I'm just giving you an example of, okay, water's next most important. Now your kids have brain damage. Now you have, you know, miscarriages. Now you have people getting sick and dying. But, Dell, I thought we are going to talk about financial freedom. You don't think starvation, you don't think not being able to get clean water has anything to do with financial freedom? Why would you even care about going to work if your baby's sick from bad water? Right? So you look at this level. The next thing is food. And you think about what our country has made available for people to eat. It's fast food. We have turned our children, and specifically, again, I'm going to say it. If you want to crush me, crush me. If I'm wrong... But when I look at people, when I go out in public, minorities' children are way fatter than white people's kids are. Way fatter. And most of the minority females are way fatter. So what is this nutritional deficit problem going on here? Financial freedom might even be having enough money to eat good, wholesome food instead of fat, fast food. Sugars, fats, and so forth. But, Dell, we're talking about money. What do you think money allows us to do? I go out to eat every single night. I never cook at home. I cook breakfast at home, sometimes lunch. But at least once a day and sometimes twice a day, I go out to eat at the, most, at the finest restaurants, cooking fish and chicken and steak. You know, I eat good food. What if you couldn't get to good food? What if you had to live on Taco Bell and McDonald's and even worse fast foods than that? Right? Financial freedom's different for different people, guys. Food. So we're up the, the chain now, right? We're up the chain. Now, the next one on Maslow's theory is what? After food comes belonging. So who do these people belong to, these poor people? Right? Who do they belong to? They belong to a group of people within a group that lives in a neighborhood or in a part of town. And that is their social network. It's the third most important thing in human existence is to belong to something. So how do you belong if you're a kid in one of these neighborhoods? You belong by joining a gang. 
you belong by drinking, doing drugs, and fitting in for the parties. You belong by listening to misogynistic music. You belong by wearing ridiculous-looking clothes. But you belong. You fit in. You fill that need. But then you need money. And there you go. To fit in, you need money to exist within society. And the question there lies at the beginning of this discussion. We haven't even got the money, but when we get the money, money becomes a necessity that there is no answer for. You look around and you see the people that have money sell drugs, prostitutes, criminals, thieves, and cops. You say, well, what do you mean cops? They're crooked cops. They're taking, you say, no, Dell, you can't say that on the radio. Go, no, are you that crazy? Have you ever watched TV? Have you ever, you say, well, that's TV. Go, no, t- t- TV and movies, that's all a reflection of our society. And if you watch almost every cop show you watch, and I like watch a lot of them because I really like whodunits, there's bad cops. Now, they'll admit it on TV, they'll admit it in movies, but we won't admit it up front. In fact, in almost every New York police show you watch where there's cops in New York, they're almost all of them are on the take. Now, I don't believe that all of them are, but I sure believe that it's probably been around forever that there's been cops on the take. So they see the cops on the take, they see the drug dealers, they see the prostitutes, they see the people who have the money. Then they see the people that take the low-end, low-paying, hard-work, long-hour jobs. Now, you're a kid. Which are you going to choose? Because what do you want? You want financial freedom. What do they all want? What do they call it on the rap albums? They want stacks. (laughs) I guess I mean stacks of dollar bills. I don't know. You know, they want to make it rain for their strippers. You know, take that money and just throw it away. Man, they want big cars, flashy cars, gold. They want to wear their wealth with gold around their neck and in their teeth and so forth. Yeah, that's how they show their financial freedom. We buy big houses in the suburbs, right? They buy nice cars with big rims. It's just a matter of how you show your wealth. But I don't want you to under, misunderstand. What I'm pointing to here and what I'm going to come back from the break and go over is that that is the starting point for the low-end part of our society's financial thought process. Not even close to where our kids begin or where we even think we want to go. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. So today we've been talking about the differences between 
the 50% of the people live in the 50% below median income and the people above and how the worlds, the two worlds we live in are so completely different that there's absolutely no way either one of us can understand what the other person's thinking. And I've taken this entire first three segments of the show to cover the people on the bottom. Now, watch me cover the people on the top. This article is called, let's see if I can get the name of the article here real quick, Eight Levels of Financial Freedom. Eight levels, all right? So let's talk about level one. Level one is not living paycheck to paycheck. Do you get that? Not living paycheck to paycheck. That's the first goal. In other words, they assume you're going to have a job. They assume you're not going to be deep in debt. That's the assumption of what you would call a normal human being. People that live in the upper socioeconomic brackets of our society can't even understand what being broke means, what debt means. They have no idea. It doesn't even register. Of course you have a job. Everybody is, that's in my socioeconomic bracket, everybody's friends, everybody's kids, of course they have a job. Daddy and mommy could get them a job. The college degree could get them a job. They could just walk in somewhere and they have enough articulation. They can talk and communicate like human beings. They can get a job simply and easily. And they're expected to, and so they do. And so they have a job. And so they have money. And so they pay their bills. But we start out with jobs that are not that well-paying. And your goal is to get to the point where you have enough income that you can save money. You don't live from day to day. That's the first goal is to start saving money, to not be living day to day. So when things pop up, when your car breaks down, you fix it. You don't not have a car. You don't go deep in debt to repair your car. When medical bills occur, you pay them. And you still have enough money to go out drinking with your friends. Right? You have enough to go out to eat every once in a while. You have enough to buy new clothes in Christmas for your kids and birthdays. and That's just given for everybody else. What is level two? Are you ready for this? Level two is enough money to quit your job. That's level two thinking. Now, they're saying for a bit. In other words, financial freedom is once you have enough money to live, the goal is to have enough money that if something happened, you could quit. Right? To have enough money, you could quit. Level three is to have enough money to be financially happy and still save more money. So in other words, I told people, what you don't understand is when I quit my job back when I was 34 years of age, and I made enough money to replace my earned income. I didn't stop saving. I was saving when I had earned income. I'm saving when I quit my earned income. And I continue to buy more real estate. And I continue to earn more passive income. So my wealth went up. My financial happiness increased. Right? And I had enough money to both live financially free, but to save more and to have more year after year after year until now I'm an old man and I have tons of money. But it didn't come overnight. I've been living financially free and increasing my wealth since I was 34 years old. This is a 30-year proposition, guys, of doing it right for 30 years. Level four, freedom of time. That's it. Forget about money. Money is no longer a problem for successful people. It's time. I want to buy my life back from corporate America was my scream for years. 
Buy back your life from corporate America. Own your own life. Do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want. Now, people that live in these poor inner city neighborhoods, they can't do that. That's not even a dream on the slate. The slate is to have a house and a car. Number five, have enough for basic retirement. In other words, you have enough money. And by the way, I don't agree with this one because it's backwards to my thinking. I believe you have enough money to retire when you have enough passive income to retire. Where it replaces your earned income, now you can exist on it, right? But let's take that one level further. When you have not only your earned income and that equal and existent amount of passive income, you now have twice the money to live on than you ever had to live on. Now, if you can save up enough to have both your ability to survive on your passive income and save and have what we call a basic retirement where you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, go wherever you want. You have a nice nest egg. You've saved some cash aside. You've got businesses paying you money. That's your basic safe retirement. Then number six is enough to actually live well. I remember when I knew I was living well, when I went from a $125,000 house to a $200,000 house and go, boy, I guess I'm in right in the middle of the middle class. And when I went from a $200,000 house to a $1 million home, I go, you know what? I've made it. I'm there. I'm over the top. I'm making, you know, whatever it is, a quarter million dollars a year or more. And uh, I'm living in a million dollar home, paid in full, by the way. I paid cash for it. Um, I made it. But then when I moved into a $5 million home, 16,000 square foot, 20 car garage, swimming pool, lazy river, three koi ponds, seven fountains in the yard, night lit, private trail, outdoor kitchen, outdoor bar and restaurant, you name it, gym, maids quarters. That's not normal, folks. And I'm not telling you this to impress you with what I have. I'm telling you this isn't normal. I realize it's not normal. What I'm telling you is it's a level that most people never even dream of getting to. Not if you start at the bottom. Then it goes, the next one is, after your dream retirement, and that's what they're calling number seven is enough for the dream retirement. And I was at the dream retirement at some point. You get to the next level, which is the last level. And that is more money than you could ever spend. Have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation.
The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.